Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 32, live from the Wubble. I'm just playing. I'm not in the Wubble. I'm right here in Atlanta, Georgia, man. <laughs> we didn't we didn't make the trip down to 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 to, uh, to Florida to cover the games, uh, but uh, nevertheless, man, we got another show. We are back, uh, and today I got a special guest with me. Uh, Mr. Jansen Harris, uh, you guys know Jansen, man. Everybody knows Jansen. Jansen is all over the place, man. He is the content guru. Jansen, what's up, my guy? What's up, man? Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. Love the work you're doing, especially with the WNBA, man. You're educating a lot of us out here. We're a little bit sometimes ignorant of the sport and stuff. So thank you for inviting me on. I'm excited to be here. And also, thank you for your WNBA content, man. You're doing your thing. Hey, that's what's up, man. Shout out to my co-host, Yukiri Thomas of Chicks and Sports. You can catch us on the weekend on ATL Dreaming, man. We're covering all things Atlanta Dream, WNBA. So if you want to learn a little bit more, come check us out, man. Follow us at GTR1100 on Twitter, and uh, we get a popping, man. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Hawks because I am Hawks-based, Then we're going to go to some NBA talk. So any questions, go ahead and throw them in the chat, man. We're going to get a popping. Uh, first things first, man, Jansen, tell the folks a little bit about you, man. You you are the content king, man. You, you, you got content for days. I love the fact how Jansen will just come out with a quick one-minute vignette, give us his opinion, and just go. Like, I love it, man. So tell the folks a little bit about you, man. Appreciate you, man. Jansen Harris, sports broadcaster, doing a lot of different Atlanta stuff. Um, we've done some play-by-play in the past. Uh, done some high school football, basketball in Gwinnett County. Got some stuff. Depending on if they have sports, I don't want to. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But right now, doing a lot of YouTube stuff. Just to network, go follow us on that. Our Facebook page. We try to drop content every day. A little bit of everything. Mainly a lot of Falcons recently, just putting out that content and and basically linking up with a lot of broadcasters, especially on the Internet wave, which is the future. So just blessed, man, and just continuing to work on that broadcasting game, build teams, build relationships and just work all the way through this COVID-19. That's what it's up, man. It's, it's all about building relationships, man, and and and, and chiseling that craft chiseling the craft i know what it is for me i know what it is for you man but before we do man before we get started man uh and again this is the hawks beat podcast live coming to you 
on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. But before we get started, we have to just make it known, uh, like we do on every on every platform that I have. Uh, it has been 150 days since Brianna Taylor has been murdered by the cops uh, while she was in her home resting. And as long as we have a voice, as long as we have a platform, we will always make it known that those cops need to come to justice. She is just one of many. And uh, this is the time, man, I always just take a moment to just say rest in peace, Miss Brianna Taylor, prayers up to the Taylor family. And we demand justice for the cops who killed Brianna Taylor. So I uh, just had to get that out there. A little bit of housekeeping, Jansen, man. That's what we call in the biz housekeeping. <laughs> I understand, but, man. It's an important message. Right? I respect you for putting out that, putting it out there each and every time. I, I respect that. I get yeah, it. Yeah, man. No doubt. No doubt, man. So, uh, again, man, if you guys want to get in uh, on the chat, I uh, got any questions, go ahead and put them in there. Uh, first things first, man, let, let, let's wrap about the, the Atlanta Hawks. We both live here in Atlanta. Uh, we both have some thoughts on the Atlanta Hawks. Um, just looking at this team for next year, this year was a year where they took in a lot of contracts and they, uh, uh, Travis, Travis Slink, the GM, he had a plan to take in these contracts, knowing that next year all of these guys are going to be gone. So there's no Evan Turner eating up the contracts. There's no, uh, just, there's no fat contracts. Next year you're going to have as close to your core as possible. You got your starters and you have, I think, three extra guys are under contract. Um, what do you think are some pieces this Hawks team needs for next year? What type of player do you see the Hawks needing? I think the Hawks need, and I know they're going to have a high draft pick being 20 and 47, second worst team in the East. I think maybe Anthony Edwards, maybe a defensive-minded vet, I, bringing him in. It doesn't have to be extremely good, but some leadership, but a guy who could come in and, and give them certain minutes. Now, I'm not throwing shade at Vince Carter. I know everybody in Atlanta loved him. I just thought they maybe should have went with a guy who could contribute a little bit more. So, you know, I just think the Hawks should bring in – Basically, some defense guys who are willing to play defense, guys who are willing to listen to Lloyd Pierce, his message, who could compliment Trey Young, who, who a guy Trey Young can respect, uh, a guy that, that some of these young guys can respect, Cam Reddish. So, I think they need defense. I, I think the Hawks need to be more defensive minded. I know they're trying, I, but they, they need a, a little bit more effort on defense. Yeah, definitely. Um, I saw the post you made about Vince Carter the other day. I know people hated me uh, for that, man. Yeah, I was about to ask you, what kind of pushback did you get back that? Because uh, Atlanta Atlanta Hawks Twitter, man, and Atlanta Hawks Facebook, they will let you know their feelings, man. They ride hard for their squad. What kind of pushback did you get on that? Let me just tell you this. I'm so happy I'm not popular at all, really, on Twitter. So, <laughs> so, so it, not, not that bad. Not that bad. But, again, I respect Vince Carter, everything he's done. I respect the fact that he was able to last that long in the NBA. I can't hate on a man for getting his check. I just thought maybe a younger guy who might not have that experience, who might not get an opportunity, could have took that spot. That's not a personal shot at Vince Carter. That's just what I believe. Now, could Vince Carter have played major minutes, or maybe not major minutes, but more minutes on a different team? Maybe, maybe not. Just the games I saw with Vince Carter, he didn't look that good to me, which he, he's in his 40s. He's the first player to play in four decades. So I, I don't think it was out of hate. It was just more of 
I would have loved to see younger guys get opportunities that might not have gotten. Bruh, you don't have to explain it to me. I mean, I've gone to battle with with, with, with Hawks <laughs> Twitter many a night, bro. Like during the season, uh, sticking up and holding the flag for Coach Pierce, uh, especially during the beginning of the season when the roster was Trizash, and folks are getting mad at Coach Pierce for his lineup decisions. And I'm like, yo, man, like what 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 is it that you want from the guy? Who is the mysterious player? that you want to get playing time, that's not getting playing time. Folks is getting their feelings. But, I mean, but that's what you said. Like, you have to look at it objectively and and with a sense of, you know, kind of a, a kind of a, a level head. And fans don't always have that that ability. But, uh, yeah, man, I thought it was hilarious, man. I was waiting for – I have my popcorn ready, and I was waiting for you to get some <laughs> But shout out to Vince, though, man. One of the coolest dudes I've ever covered in the NBA, man. Uh, always has a lot to say. He'll talk your ear off. But a uh, cool dude. I mean, shout out to him in a Hall of Fame career. Um, <clears throat> a big debate in the city of Atlanta. Since draft day has been the Luka versus Trey debate. And I find it so amusing because the only people that really care about this debate are people that live in Atlanta and people that live in Dallas. And to see the hatred that both of these guys have for each other, I mean, both of their fan bases, because Luka and Trey are really, really good friends. That's the funny part. But like Team Luka and Team Trey hate each other. (laughs) <laughs> what are your thoughts on, you know, the whole Luca versus Trey debate and all of that jazz that we see going on in the city? At the end of the day, and I hate this thing because it's like you compare guys, it's always like you're bashing one of them. Trey Young is nice. 29 points a game, nine assists. He's balling way past expectations on a bad Hawks team. Trey Young each and every day brings it offensively. Now there's some turnovers. Defensive-wise, maybe not as good as people want him to be, but he's still young, only two years in. So we have to see what he brings. So he's going to get that hate because Luka is a better player, better all-around player, even though he doesn't play much defense either, which isn't a knock. I think the debate is it's comical, man, because you're talking about two high-level players. Now Luka, his team is doing better, so that's going to fall back on the Hawks with comparisons. I don't know if inside their locker room that's what they're thinking. I don't know if Trey Young in the back of his mind when he's sleeping, he's thinking, oh, well, what's Luka doing? This, this, that, and the third. I just know, hey, look at look at his representation now with, with Rich Paul. That, that to me speaks a little bit of volume. I'm not saying eventually he'll leave the Hawks, but I'm saying it could happen eventually just because of the way the NBA is. You have a star one day, he's losing, guys want to link up somewhere else tampering going on on the low. I hope it doesn't happen for for Atlanta purposes. I just got to keep it real. So the comparisons, it's unfortunate for Trey a little bit because it takes away from his greatness. Even sometimes when I talk about it or even think about it, I'm like, wow, it sounds like I'm down in Trey a little bit maybe. I need to put, put the pause on that one because look what he's doing. What he's doing is magical. What he's doing is awesome. What he's doing is what a lot of guys can't do. On a bad Hawks team, consistently bring it each and every night. And that's what I've saw from Trey Young. He's uplifting Atlanta. He's making people happy to go see the Hawks play. So he's done a heck of a job. It's Luka who has that pro experience, remember, before going to Dallas. So we got a little bit of an advantage. I just think time will tell. Let things play out a little bit more. But Trey Young, awesome. 
thumbs up to him. Thumbs up to Luca too. But yeah, sometimes the hatred it gets too much. But it's all media fun, media yeah, fan yeah. fun. Definitely, definitely. And the thing about it is the idea that they both can, you know, have careers where they actually end up as Hall of Famers never crosses anybody's mind, right? Like they both, well, like, why can't they both just be good? You know, I always say, like, if you're going to just put the comparisons about the draft day trade, you got to throw the development of Cam Reddish into it because he's part of the trade. So it wasn't just Luca for Trey. It was Luca and it was Trey and a pick. That pick was 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 uh, Cam Reddish. I don't know what Cam Reddish will be. I know what I know. He has a pretty high ceiling. Uh, last year, he was trying to figure it out. But um, I mean, you just wait and see. I mean, I think all of I think yep. all three of those guys are going to have very good NBA careers. And I mean, I just it's it's good for media for media banter. But Shout out to Luca, man. Luca has been balling in the bu- bubble as well, man. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And um, again, if you guys have any questions on that, we're going to talk a little bit about the Hawks, a little bit about the NBA. If you have any questions, go ahead and shoot us in there. Got my guy Jansen Harris with me on this episode, man. We just chewing the fat like we always do, man. Uh, last question on the Hawks before we get up out and uh, talk a little NBA in the bubble. Uh, the combination of Trey Young and John Collins. We saw last year just how important John Collins was to the team when he sat out in that team. He sat out for that 25 games, I believe it was. And the, it was, the team was a shell of itself. Uh, to me, that was like his best negotiating trip. It showed just how important he is to the squad. What do you think the next development, the next step is for that duo uh, of, of Trey Young and John Collins? I just think they need the, the experience. You talk about John Collins, a three-year player. At the end of the day, he, yes, he was just, yes, he was suspended, but his numbers were going up. They were trending up. He was getting better. Trey Young, we just talked about him. His numbers were getting better. Two young guys, two young stars. I love what the Hawks are doing. It, it's crazy because I know Travis Slank, he's going to get that pushback, even from me, a little bit. That, oh, well, what are you doing? Why the Hawks so bad? But at the end of the day, you got it takes time to build. Look at the Sixers. Look at Golden State. I'm not comparing the players. I'm just saying the process. It, it's great to have a process. At least the Hawks have a foundation. They have pretty good young pieces. They know what they're doing. And why is that so important? And I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm going to just throw it all out there. When you, got teams like the, when you got teams like the Knicks, when you got teams even like the Suns, they don't know how to build up players. They don't know how to develop within. I like what the Hawks are doing. What concerns me is this, and maybe it's just media stuff that's going around. I'm hearing Lloyd Pierce, Trey Young, maybe not getting along, but I don't know if that's just the articles I was reading. That might not be true. You're closer to the team. You probably have a better answer. I'm trying to put you on the spot. I'm just saying I've read things like that, and I just hope they're committed to Lloyd Pierce because, to me, you got the young core players. Be committed to that coach, too. I think coaches sometimes get dismissed a little bit too quick just because they're not winning. When you got a young team, it takes time to develop. Most of the time, young players don't do great in deep into the playoffs unless they have vets on their team to support them. So this Hawks team, I like what they're doing. Sometimes the fan base gets impatient. Media gets impatient. I myself get a little impatient. But when you look at the moves they're making, when you look at those two guys in particular, I love it. And the sky's the limit for both of them. 
Yeah, I agree. And, and again, like I said earlier, man, there have been many a nights I've I've died on that Twitter hill defending Coach Pierce. I'm a huge I'm a huge supporter of Coach Pierce. The unfortunate reality is the learning curve for co- coaches is is short when it comes to Act. patience. They're more they're more apt to have a learning curve and more patient to to believe. Okay, well, Trey Young he's got to work on this, that, and the other. What well, we can wait on it. But if a coach has a learning curve, they'd be like, "No, nah, he's got to get up out of here." And I think that's problematic because you bring in a new coach, you bring in a new system, you bring in a new system, then everybody's starting for ground one. I mean, I'm Coach Pierce knows basketball. Trust me when I'm say this. He knows basketball. And it's going to take a little bit of time for them to get on that wavelength. Next year, they're going to bring in Clint Capella. What is that going to look like with John Collins? Coach Pierce doesn't know because he hasn't done it. He has an idea, but that's going to be something he's going to have to figure out as part of the learning curve. Do I think he can do it? I believe he can. I believe he can. I, I mean, I believe Coach Pierce is not just good for what they do on the court, but what they do off the court. In a city mm-hmm. like Atlanta, I think he's much well needed. So I, I I believe that they're devoted to Coach Pierce. I hope that he does stick around. Um, shout out to one of our guys in the chat, Mr. Michael Green from the ATL. He said, "Pay John Collins, pay that man." Uh, he is coming up. They, they say that uh, I think his contract is coming up shortly. And, uh, you know, hey, man, these, these players are making money, man. You're seeing guys, average guys that were cashing out uh, one or two years ago, getting $70 million contracts, averaging mm-hmm. 10 to 12 points a game. Hey, man, you got to pay these guys. You want to keep them around. You know, you may have to do a little Absolutely. juggle with the roster. John Collins is a guy that, that needs his money, and he and hopefully uh, they'll stick around. So uh, shout out to oh my guy, Michael Green, in the chat. If you guys have any questions, uh, hit us up. And before we move to the NBA, let me just grab one more from the chat room. Uh, female ATL Hawk, a huge Hawks fan. Uh, Schlink has his team in the right direction. Patience is the key. Uh, totally agree. We're, we're on the same page as that. Uh, Schlink knows what he's doing. I remember, and we're about to go into some NBA talk, so hit me if, if, it was, if you have any NBA questions. I was at the press conference when – Travis Slink was introduced and I remember talking uh, I mean I remember I remember interviewing him I remember hearing them uh, introduce him and I was sold on Travis Slink when they said Pat Riley was the one I mean not Pat Riley um the guy for the Lakers who who was the the GM for the Lakers uh Jerry West Oh, Jerry, yeah, West, okay. Jerry West was the guy whose tutelage he learned under and Jerry West was the guy that gave them like the, the the support, like saying, like he was the guy that vouched for him. If you have Jerry West <laughs> vouching mm-hmm. for you as a GM for your GM job, you, you don't need to tell me any much more. So uh, I believe exactly. the Hawks are also in the headed in the right direction. It's going to be fun to see. And next year in the playoffs, hopefully it won't be in a bubble. Uh, the expectation next year is is playoffs for this Hawks team. Uh, I believe in the East, in the East that is kind of watered down. They can grab an AC, they can grab a six seed, maybe a seven seed or something like that. Uh, I don't know if they're ready to take like a top tier leap, but uh, what are your thoughts as far as expectations for this team next year? I think you hit it right there on that on the mark. This Hawks team can make the playoffs next season. Also. Gives Clint even more credit for that Clint Capella trade. I didn't really like Clint Capella's role with the Rockets, but this is what the Hawks need. 
a big, commits to defense, pretty good on the pick and roll. He could block shots. He could rebound. I like him on the Hawks. Didn't really like him too much on the Rockets because I think the Rockets made him a little, tried to make him more than what he was. But on the Hawks, I think it fits good. I think this is a good piece. He's that piece to me. If he stays healthy, that's going to get them in the playoffs and maybe win a game or two. Definitely, definitely. This segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com. Just click on their banner, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Shout out to our guy, Jonathan. He's done great work. He's made pieces for my daughter, for my son, for myself. Check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Let's go to the bubble, man. The bubble. These games have been very interesting to watch, right? It's so weird to watch a basketball game without any fans. <laughs> but I will say this of the NBA. Kudos to the commissioner of the NBA. This guy knocks it out of the park every single time, in my opinion. Um, as far as their creativity, as far as the whole fan experience where they, they, they got the virtual fans going on they do as much as they can for the home court they brought djs in to play music during the game nobody has tested positive for covid while they're down there which means whatever they have in place is working shout out to the commissioner for making that thing roll man uh let's start with some nba awards man uh the mvp race of course is pretty much down to two guys uh, Giannis or Braun. I don't know if you had a third guy. Um, who is your guy for MVP? And there's really no wrong answer because all of these guys who had consideration had great years. But what team are you on, man? Team Giannis or Team Braun? Or you got a third guy that you would give that I'm on, MVP? I'm on, I'm on team. I'm on team Giannis with this one. Now LeBron James is doing great things in year 17. I, I know a lot of people like, oh, you're a LeBron guy, LeBron Homer guy. I, I, again, <laughs> the stuff Giannis is doing. The stuff Giannis is doing, especially defensively, his impact on this Bucks team is why he's the MVP. Him increasing his rebound numbers, him maturing even more, determined to get the Bucks to the finals. Giannis is definitely the MVP. He's doing it without a legit second superstar. Middleton, pretty good player. I'm not taking anything away from him, but he's not a legit superstar, which is okay. They have some pretty good players, but the thing that stands out to me about Giannis is he's the anchor of a team under Coach Bud that wants and is committed to playing defense, and I love what they are doing defensively for the most part. They had a couple games in the bubble where I'm like, okay, this doesn't look like the Bucks, but I overlooked that. Defensively it is where it starts and ends to me. That makes him stand out from LeBron James, makes him stand out from James Harden. A lot of people want to throw him in as a third one, but I, I'm actually throwing Chris Paul for the third one, but I got Giannis on this. I like that Chris Paul call, man. Very, very unorthodox. I love the unorthodox moves, man. Um, man, this is a tough one. You know, some days, to be honest with you, I'm like, Giannis is the MVP. And then some days I look up and I'm like, Braun is like, he's leading the league in assists. Like, yeah, like who does that? Like, in some days I go back and forth. If I, If you put a gun to my head, I would probably lean Giannis because of the def defensive factor. Um, because of the brilliant year he had last year, he's doing better this year. 
Uh, he's added elements to his game. Uh, and you look at Braun, he, he's got a number two to fall on, which is Anthony Davis. I mean, that's no shot, no, no, no slack to Braun, but you know, Chris Dave, I mean, Chris Middleton is no Anthony Davis. So exactly. um, I, I would give the edge to Giannis. I would give the edge to Giannis and, um, yeah, man. So, I mean, both of those guys had great years. And CP3, man, who would have thunk <laughs> the year he would have had an OKC? He could have just said, man, bump this, man. Y'all trading me for, I went from Houston to OKC with all these young guys out here. He could have just mailed it in. Shout out to to him on just, like, just playing and balling, you know. Um, <clears throat> Coach of the year, man. Your thoughts on Coach of the year? Coach of the year, I would give it to Nick Nurse. Okay, I, look, I like what he's. I like. I like what he's doing with Toronto. Losing Kawhi Leonard, they could have packed it all up. This is really ex- exposing more of Toronto's depth. I think that people are now seeing more depth than Nick Nurse and taking him even more serious as a coach. And the national people. I mean, on a national level now, people are seeing. Well, this team was deeper than Kawhi was, which a lot of people knew, but just not like all around. Everybody thought, oh, it's just. Kawhi's team. He's carrying this team that doesn't have great players, but you're seeing Siakam grow. You're seeing Nick Nurse as a leader, as a, as the coach saying, you know what, we're not going to fall apart because Kawhi left. We're going to get even better. Fred Van Fleet, he's doing his thing. Kyle oh, Lowry's still proving that he's an all-star caliber player. They have just a bunch of guys. It's a deep roster. Proud of what they're doing. I think Nick Nurse is the coach of the year, but, but there's, uh, there's so many coaches that are having pretty good years. You go Billy Donovan with Oklahoma City doing what they're doing in the Western Conference. You could go Malone in Denver. There's different directions where you could go with this. The Mike Boonhoser, you can go with him as well, too, Coach Bud. So a lot of guys that deserve it, but I'll go with Nick Nurse on this one. That's a good call, man. That's a good call. Uh, last week when we did the show, I asked my guy Raphael. Shout out to Raphael Haynes at the three-point conversion. Um and I said my guy would be Billy Donovan uh, looking at the job that he did with OKC. And, you know, and it, it's like you said, all of those guys that you mentioned have very good. I mean, if you if they get the word, I mean, I wouldn't say a word. But uh, the job that Billy Donovan has done with those young rooks and, and, and a, a vet, a savvy vet like Chris Paul um, to have those guys in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, they're in the playoffs. So like. In the West, like, yeah, man, like, my man, he did, he did some work. So uh, shout out to all those guys, man. Um, in the bubble, now, it has looked different, right? Because there's no there's no crowd. There, There's a lot of aesthetics that aren't there. You don't have to worry about traveling. So all of those things are not even part of the bubble. But some guys have just really been balling. If you can name five guys, if I told you you had to give me an all-bubble team, and it doesn't have to be the, the usual suspects of LeBron and this, that, and the other, just five guys that you say, man, them dudes have been balling. Uh, who, who, who were some of the guys that you that you would pick on your list? Give me Dame-tastic. I like what he's doing, obviously. Give me TJ yeah. Warren, man. He's doing, it for, he's doing it for all the underdogs out there. I love it. He, he's my favorite player in the bubble, man. He's doing his thing. He, he is doing his thing. I'm happy about that. Chris Paul, too. Chris Paul, he's proving he wasn't the issue with the Rockets. So I, I love Chris Paul as a floor general. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I love what he's doing with them. So he's there. My, Carmelo, my favorite player. I, I've been telling people for years he can still play. 
can be on the Lakers, but it's all good. He's there. Let me get let me get Devin Booker. Okay. Let me get Devin Booker as well. Is I think that that's five? four. Is that four guys? Wait, you that's see, four you got, guys. You got Dame. Oh. You got Booker. You got Dame. You got Booker. You got uh, Mello, CP3. I think you got one more. Okay, Zion. And it breaks my heart, man, again, as a Knicks fan, because the, the way Zion scores, he, it looks effortless. Zion might even look tired. It's like, okay, here we go. It, it, is that it? Like, Zion just... Man, he just gets to the basket. He soars. He's bullying guys. And to me, he's a tad bit overweight. And just yeah. just imagine what he could do. He, he's the fourth youngest player in the league. That's what scares me about Zion. On limited minutes. On a, a talented Pelicans team. Wow. Guys are limited. Yeah, but those man. are the guys I, I love watching. If we get a full season of Zion where he can stay healthy, he can run off some of that that weight. And, you know, I just think I think he's a tad bit heavy for for you know everything that he is, which can lead to injury. But if he can just like have a full season where he's just running and healthy, bruh, like that is going to be fun to watch because the boy is a dog. The boy is a dog, and he doesn't even really know the NBA game yet. He's a rook. He don't know the game yet. He doesn't know the nuances of the game. Um, so, yeah, man, that's a solid five. Shout out to uh, Michael Green and ATL. His, his, well, he gave me four. He said Dame, Booker, MPJ, and Warren. <laughs> so, good, good solid four. Good, that's a good solid four. Um, my five is this. Of course – you got to lead the list off with Dame Dollar. Like, Dame Dollar has just been – Dame and CJ, I say this every time, that is my favorite backcourt in the NBA. No disrespect to the Splash Brothers, no disrespect to Wall and Beal, uh, but that that Dame and CJ combination is just a joy to – if you like ball, that is my favorite combination. And Dame has just been – just Dame, you know what I'm saying? Got a guy Dame on the list. Like you, Booker has had a great bubble. Um, had that Phoenix team 8-0 in the bubble, doing uh, just miraculous things, right? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to go Jason Tatum. Uh, Jason Tatum has had a pretty good bubble. Um, I love the way his game is maturing. I still think they are... I think they need to get rid of one guy on that team, and I don't know who it is for him to really step in to that next level, right? I think they got a little bit too much, too many scores on that team, and I think if they let one more guy go, we'll really see uh, what Jason Tatum can do. My last two guys are Luka Doncic, had a great bubble, um, just putting up phenomenal numbers, and my last guy had a triple-double today, uh, Ja Morant, man. Ja Morant, I love that kid. He plays fearless. He plays hungry. He plays angry. He will try to dunk in you from the free throw line and just like have no remorse. You know, uh, he's got that Memphis team uh, to the playing game. Uh, he, he went for 12, 13, and 10 today. Uh, I just love Ja Morant, man. What are your thoughts on Ja Morant, man? Let me throw that to you real quick. He's explosive, gets to the basket. He's a highlight guy. He can pass. I love what I'm seeing out of him as well, too. Him and Zion, they're, they're great year one. Those are two guys who are going to be competing for that rookie of the year. He's probably going to get it because he played more games, but Josh just explosive. I know they had the injury 
to Jackson, I believe. They're their second best player on Memphis. So that, that hurt them. But they won today. They won today. So that's that's good news. And they have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So the sky's the limit for them. Yeah, definitely. They have and, and to uh before we go into looking at some of these playoff matchups, they uh they get the dub today. That means uh they got a chance to for the play in game. Um the Spurs are officially out. Uh, a 22-year streak has ended. Shout out to the GOAT, Greg Popovich, for my money, the best coach to ever do it. And that is including Phil Jackson. I mean, I'm a huge Popovich fan. Uh, Popovich, who has Bowden Holzer in his tree, uh, Monty Williams, a number of Steve Kerr, all of those guys are under his tree. Um so uh, shout out to them for that crazy record. I mean, Spurs, man, they're just the model of consistency. Uh, but, yeah, they got to go home today. <laughs> they they help the playoffs. So uh, we're looking time. at – Yeah, it's got to end sometime. Memphis – so Memphis right now holds the tiebreaker over Phoenix, and it's really down to Portland. So if Portland wins, they're going to play Memphis for the play-in. And if Portland loses, Memphis is going to play Phoenix for the play-in. Either way – it's going to be really fascinating basketball because all of those teams have really played some dynamic basketball. And it's funny because you usually don't see that with teams at the bottom. Uh, the teams at the top, the Milwaukee, the Lakers, we see them kind of take the gas off. Everybody's like, oh, what's wrong with them? Look, man, they got their seed lined up. Like, they don't care nothing about no basketball. Like, they ready for the playoffs. So um, let's start in the East, man, and look at some of these playoff matches. This segment is brought to us by a welltogetherman.com. Make sure you check out a welltogetherman.com. It is a website for men that deals with grooming, fashion, entrepreneurship, and fitness. They're good friends of the Hawks Beat. Shout out to our guy, Rufus Addison. They do a great job over there. Make sure you stop by today at welltogetherman.com and be one of those men who are leaders, not followers, men who take care of themselves, and men that have some self-respect. Shout out once again to a welltogetherman.com. Uh, I would say the one for the sleeping, <laughs> the sleepiest matchup, maybe the one eight matchup, the Bucks and the Magic. I can't think of a more boring series, to be honest with you. Like <laughs> the Bucks and the Magic. Um, what do you out of all of these series? So you have the Bucks and the Magic, Miami, Indiana, Boston, Philly, Toronto, and the Nets. Which one of those series kind of intrigues you the most? I like what Indiana and how they're playing. I think the Pacers, Miami's going to win that series, but I think the Pacers could push them a little bit. I think the Pacers they've been pretty they've been pretty decent in the bubble, and I love what Warren is doing. And I think he could be hot in the playoffs as well, too. I think he can keep it up. He has momentum. He's playing with confidence. I think Indiana could surprise some people. Yeah, man. And then, of course, we're going to get Warren versus Jimmy Butler, part two. You know, Uh, seeing those dudes almost fight earlier, I think it was earlier this season, uh, is going to be fun. It's going to be fireworks, bro, because, like, it's cr- it's funny because like they're all in the same complex. So like, what's Jimmy Butler gonna do when he sees him like in the, at breakfast getting some eggs? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's gonna be funny. I mean, I love Jimmy Butler. He is a straight dog. I think that four or five matchup is gonna be good. Uh, I'm selling everything on Philly. Um, 
no oh, Ben yeah. Simmons, uh, a banged up Jim, Joe Embiid. Uh, I saw you did a little vignette on on on, on Philly man. Um, they're done. <laughs> Stick a fork in them. What do you think the? Yeah. Let me ask you. What do you think the future is for that squad? Like, do they got to get rid of one of those guys, or do you think that they can work har- uh, harmoniously? I, I just think they need the right coach, and it's no disrespect to Brent Brown, but he's probably going to get fired after they get eliminated, which is, that's the inevitable. That's their situation. Unless something really surprising happens. I just think they need the right coach to, to come in there, a guy that's respectable, a guy who has a better resume known for winning. I think that Embiid and Simmons, they need a guy they can respect. I don't think they respect Brown enough. I think they have some maturity issues a little bit. But I love both of their games. Now everybody talks about Ben Simmons, the three-point shot, his, his shooting is bad. I, I think the right coach going there can help him, help him with the shot a little bit. It doesn't need to be great. I think Philly is still a team I believe in. I don't think they need to trade either one of them. And B could get better. He could, he could take his games to the next level. He's still young. He just needs to stay healthy. I, I still believe in the Sixers, just obviously not this season. They just need to find the right coach. To me, and I said this on I don't I was on somebody's podcast or somebody's radio show. I don't even remember whose it was. Um, I said their biggest mistake to me was investing in Tobias Harris and not Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I thought that, that, that uh, you got a chance between right. those two guys. Jimmy Butler is a dog. Jimmy Butler held those guys accountable on on both sides of the floor. And if you remember that year that he was in Philly, he closed out about five or six games. He wants that last shot. He needs that last shot. And without him, they are totally there's a there's a totally different basketball club. So um yeah, I mean I, I agree hundred percent. Jimmy Butler, he has it but I think the problem with Jimmy Butler was is and they seen some of the chemistry issues that people talked about in the media a lot was the friction he had maybe with Joel Embiid and Simmons maybe getting rubbed the wrong way. And I think Tobias Harris, he's more of a chiller personality, which that team probably doesn't need. You're right. Jimmy Butler, they need a guy like Jimmy Butler. That bet that I thought, even though they maybe didn't like him, he they respected him. And I think they were a better team with Jimmy Butler. I agree with you. They should have invested in Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy Butler got this thing around the league where it's I, I guess guys don't like him. Maybe a locker room distraction a little bit. That's how some guys are viewing it. I mean, the situation in Miami is great so far. We'll, we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, before we move to the West, man, is there anybody realistically that you think will give a run at the Milwaukee Bucks? They're obviously the prohibitive favorites. Is there anybody that you think that is going to give them a run for their money or even even upset them for the, for that sense? I don't see the Bucks. I see the Bucks at least finals this year. They're a different team. They're they're closer together, in my opinion. They're even better defensively. Their guards block shots. Their guards, they they they, they play well defensively. And I love how committed they are. The Lopez, the Lopez brothers on the inside. So at any time guys go into the paint, usually they're passing the ball. People don't shoot in the paint. People don't take those opportunities. And you don't get easy baskets with the Bucks like you do with other teams. Saying that. Speaking on the level that Giannis is on, and I think Middleton, he, he's had games where I noticed that him and Giannis were kind of doing their little one-two thing. I loved it. So I think this is the year, another year under their belt. They learned from last year. Kawhi Leonard is off is off Toronto. So I think it's clear sailing for the Bucks. They might go six games here or there, maybe with Toronto, maybe with the Celtics. We'll see how that pans out. But the Bucks. 
They're favorites. They're going to go to the finals at the least. Okay. Strong take. I think that um, – tell you a sneaky matchup. If Miami sees the Bucks in that second round, the one guy that has given Giannis uh, fits has been Bam Adebayo, man. Like, he is a man. He is a man. And um, he's been the one guy that, that I don't know if he knows how to, like, get physical with him, that bodies him. I'm not saying the Miami will win, but, I mean, they might make it a little muddy. Uh, I think that yeah. if there is one team that will knock them off, I think that team is Toronto. Um, Toronto is a team that nobody talks about, and I think they like it that way. Um, a lot to prove. They're, I mean, you got a bunch of guys out there saying, hey, man, everybody thought we was just about Kawhi last year. Now, granted, they did beat a depleted Golden State team, but, hey, game's a game, man. Sometimes it'd be like that. But uh, I'm a huge Fred Van Vliet fan. Probably more than others. Like I've been banging him for. You know, I, I really like the moxie on that guy, Pascal Siakam. He's a star. Um, they just they're gritty. I mean, and Coach Nurse has a, a system. I think that if anyone does, I think it's the Toronto squad. But we'll see. Uh, moving to the West, man. Um, good matchups: Lakers and potentially either Blazers or Grizzlies in that first round. You got OKC, Houston. Denver, Utah, and the Clippers at Dallas. Out of these first rounds, uh, which one of those kind of sticks out the most to you? There's a bunch. Okay, OKC against Houston. I love that matchup. I wouldn't be surprised if, you, if OKC takes them to seven games. I like the matchup. I believe Dallas is at the seven, right? You said seven Dallas and two the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that series maybe to go six games. Sometimes I watch the Clippers defensively, and I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. They should be a lot better. They should be more in sync. Sometimes I think they're unfocused. I don't like the fact that Paul George is on the internet talking mess to Dame. I think that's a little bit showing he's a little bit unfocused. I didn't like the whole Lou Williams situation. I'm not saying that's going to play a factor. I'm just saying I, I need these guys to, to, to lock in. If they want to be, which a lot of people are crowning them, the team to give the Lakers the biggest run for their money. They, they could find some trouble with the Mavs, a young Mavs team, a hungry Mavs team, a Mavs team that has nothing to lose. So that's going to be a pretty good series. And then I look at the Los Angeles Lakers and how disappointed I've been with them in the bubble. And I'm just hoping, I, I might be wrong, that they're taking their – they're just like, okay, let's chill. LeBron's like, this is going to be a long postseason. So I know that I need to conserve some energy. But they, they don't need to make this a seven-game series with the Blazers. I'd be concerned if that happens. They need to make a stand in the first round. This needs to be five games. It needs to be a five-game series. I know a lot of people are saying six. I'm hearing seven. I was on a podcast yesterday, Petty Sports. They said they said that a lot of those guys are saying seven games. But the Lakers need to make a statement. Anthony Davis needs to make a statement. They, they need to show that they're the more experienced team. Dwight Howard, finals experience. JaVel McGee has experience. So the Lakers need to punch them in the mouth. But almost yeah. every series in the Western Conference is going to be good. That's the thing. Prime, These guys look at the prime TV right time now. TV, bro. There's exactly. no, there's no weak link in this. I mean, if you do look at a link group, maybe Denver, Utah. But I mean, you still got. I mean, the Porter, and that's going to be a pretty good series. Yeah, well too. and I mean, you got the Porter kid coming on as of late, who I believe was a steal in the draft. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is always fun to watch. Uh, with the Clippers, I think there is something there. I think there is something there about focus and um, getting – there's a difference between a focused team and a team that you just – has that feel that is about championship, right? I don't get that from yeah. any player on the Clippers except for Kawhi Leonard. Pat Bev does all the talking. 
Paul George does all this stuff, but he doesn't have the resume that he thinks he has. And it's just, yo, man, just go out there and ball. Let your ball, like, show who you are. And I think that uh, Kawhi Leonard, he's going to have to be the guy to say, look, man, like, that dude is about business. He is about business. And he showed last year. He can carry him if he has to. But, again, that Dallas team is nothing to play with. That Luka Doncic kid, he can fill up the stat sheet. I mean, you still got the unicorn there. You know, your old guy from New York, you know, Prozingas. Um, I mean, they got my guy, Timmy Hardaway Jr., who I'm a big fan of, who can light it up. Um, they better not let them boys slip around, bro. Same with the Lakers. I think the Lakers – here's where I think the Lakers will be uh, – will, will play into their factor. The fact that Portland had to play so hard – just to get here, right? Uh, Dame's uh, going for fifty and sixty in a playoff series. I'm not. I'm not sure what the what the what, how much rest they're going to be having in between game in a seven game series. And I think we saw this one year with Dame. He just gonna. He might just run out of gas, right? Because I mean, I don't know who on Port who on Portland's going to stick Bron. Who on Portland's going to stick AD? Now, I don't believe I don't believe the Lakers have anybody for Dame and CJ, but I don't think anyone's going to stick um, uh, Bron and AD. And when it, when it's even like that, I'm always going to put my money on LeBron. <laughs> I'm always going to put my Nurk, money on Bron. <laughs> Nurk's going to have to play at a high level. Frank Jr., he's going to have to play at a high level, which he has to play at a high level, shooting the three-point shot well. They're going to have to be perfect if they want to beat the Lakers. Yeah. Um, Melo, Melo's going to get – excuse me, Melo's going to have to continue to do his thing as well, too, if Portland wants to make this six or seven-game series. My bad for everyone. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, and somebody asked me about Melo the other day, and I said this about Melo. Melo is probably like the biggest X factor in this joint, right? Because you know what you're going to get from Damon CJ. I said, Melo at this stage in his career, he is good enough to get you a game. Like what I mean by that, he's good enough to throw a 25 or a 30 burger at you. And you'd be like, yo, where did that come from? And they win the game because he is good enough to get you a game. He's not, he's not the guy that you're going to lean on night in and night out. But you sleep on Melo, he's going to get you a game because the boy can still get buckets. He's still Carmelo Anthony. And even though he's not, the trajectory of his career is not where LeBron's is, even where they came it on. He's a guy you can't sleep on, man. I mean, I love, I've always been a big Melo fan, man. No, I, I, I agree with you. You're right. They can't sleep on Melo. And the thing about Carmelo Anthony that's interesting is a lot of people thought he should have been on the Lakers. So, We'll see what happens with that. I think Melo feels like he should have been on the Lakers, and maybe LeBron overlooked how good he was. And they're supposed to have that friendship, that close bond. So I think Melo's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I always wonder, like, why why he didn't end up there. Like, I think that like that would have been yeah. just the perfect situation for him. Like, you know, I don't know if yeah, – he gave, he gave way to chance at Cleveland. Remember, yeah. <laughs> he gave way to another chance at Cleveland. Like, come on, man. I, <laughs> And somebody asked me this week about the dynamic of J.R. Smith and um, Dion Waiters. It's like the idea of Braun wanting both of them. I could see maybe one, but both. And the idea is this. They're both the same type of player. J.R. a little bit better defender, but they're both the same type of player. Can get really hot and can get really cold. And I think Braun is just like, yo, man, if I'm going to go down with the ship, I'm gonna go down with my boys, like because <laughs> he he loves Jr. Man, he loves Jr. You know, and and I think that that Waiters was just you know a guy that was out there he knew can get buckets. 
I think their biggest loss was the loss of Avery Bradley. And I think that they're going to get torched by guards in this playoff, man. So I give Dame and those guys more than a, than a fighter's chance than, than not just winning the game, but pulling an upset. Like, my concern is I think they'll just run out of gas. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I, I think the Lakers, they need to hit, hit them with a statement. We, we talked about that statement. I think the Lakers need to prove to everybody right now, because people are saying the Lakers are lacking, that they're still that team we all think they're capable of playing at the level at a high level. So they need to go in there and punch Portland in the mouth. Yeah. And uh, I'm a, as, as we wrap things up, man, this has been the Hawks Week Podcast, kicking with my man Jansen. Started off talking a little Hawks, talking a little NBA in the bubble, talking playoff talk. And as we wind things down, man, uh, let me get a sleeper squad. We, we all know Lakers are kind of the favorite Clippers. The, who's your sleeper out West? My sleeper out West is – it's a couple teams, man. It, 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 it's it's a couple. It's between Denver and OKC. Those good teams I'm feeling because Denver is is deep, man. Denver got a deep team. I know people are talking about the Bobo thing, the MPJ. They're a deep team. Their bigs can pass the ball. They have got their full squad back. So I'm gonna go with Denver. I'm gonna go with Denver. I want to see this yeah. dynamic with Jamal Murray coming in there, Gary Harris. I, the, the dynamic of Joker, the way he's passing the ball, the, the best passing big man in the game, in my opinion. So I want to see also how MPJ and Bobo play in the playoffs. So I think that's my sleeper team because not everybody's so high up on them. So it's, e- it's either Denver or OKC. Because I love, the, I love what Chris Paul's doing with these young guys. He fits. And Chris Paul was always that point guard to me, even though he, ne- he didn't get all the credit because – of not winning a championship, maybe not coming up big in big games, a classic floor general that makes guys around him better. Classic point guard, could score, could pass, but he doesn't do too much and doesn't need to affect the game with just the scoring ability. So they have a puncher's chance in this one too, especially to knock off the Rockets in my opinion. Yeah, man. Uh, since you went since you went Denver, I'm going to go OKC myself. Uh, again, I, I think that Billy Donovan has done a great job. Um, the Rockets, the Rockets, they're a team that can either beat you by 50 or they're going to lose by 50, right? Like, so, you know, the, 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 the mantra, uh, you live by the three, die by the three, and they're totally content with that. The difference is in the playoffs where the games a lot of times slow down, like, are they going to be able to sustain the type of play that they have? Um, is it going to be different now? that the crowds aren't there, that the, the whole mystique of the you know home court advantage is no longer a thing. What's the one thing that's always been James Harden's knock has been showing up in big games, you know, had, uh, that meltdown they had with that one year when they're in OKC. You know, he's never been a guy where a big game has been there and he showed up and, and got his team to the next round of the playoffs. So now you don't have that element of, of you know the crowd there or whatever would give him jitters, but OKC is a team man. They got uh, Chris Paul and the Gilgis uh, Alexander kid. Uh, we all know about Dennis Schroeder and, and <laughs> the uh, you know he plays with no fear. He's a guy you can't sleep on himself. So uh, I really I, I really would like for OKC to just come in and just muddy things up a little bit, you know. And I think that we're gonna be surprised for a lot of things going down in the bubble because it's not gonna be what we're traditionally used to seeing. You agree? I agree, man. I love that take on that. I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, no doubt. So, um, yeah, man. So I, I appreciate you for coming in, man. This has been some great basketball. We've been uh, seeing as far as the NBA and the bubble and everything and some Hawks talk. I appreciate you for chopping me up with that. Uh, let the folks know again, man, where they can catch you, with, where they need to follow you on Twitter and uh, every, everywhere they need to follow you at. Look, guys, hit me up, Twitter, Media Jansen. Go go follow me or friend me on Facebook. Jansen Harris is my first and last name. Hit me up. We'll talk conversation, sports all day, literally. Go follow Just Good Network. We're putting out a lot of content, blasting people with content, so go follow that. Other broadcasters, hit me up, link up. E-Dub, thanks for having me on. We, we, we got to catch up, man. We got to talk some Hawks because you're the Hawks guy, obviously. You know everything is going on. WNBA guy, Atlanta Dream. Atlanta Dreaming, love the podcast. Thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it. No doubt, man. It's always good chopping it up with you, man. You always have some good uh, authoritative takes, and I appreciate that, man. We, we I, I got to get you on the other pod since I, since I got all this podcast time, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the yeah, good yeah. folks at StreamYard with this nice setup and everything and been 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 testing out the bells and whistles, man. So definitely got to have you on the other pod as well and, and indoctrinate you to the WNBA and uh, give you up to date on the Atlanta dream. So make sure you guys look out for the ATL dreaming podcast. Um, follow us at Hawks beat on the Twitters and Instagram. Uh, the Hawks beat is also on Facebook for the Facebookers. Just go in that search column and search the Hawks beat all one word, like our page. And then you'll be abreast as to everything that we got going on again, special shout out to my guy, Jansen special shout out to, uh, everybody there just doing their thing in quarantine, man. Make sure y'all are staying safe. Make sure that you're eating healthy, washing your hands, and uh, wearing your mask. Wear your mask. <laughs> Wear your mask. And, uh, you know, because it might save somebody else's life, not just yours. So uh, for the Hawks Beat <clears throat> Podcast, y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy E-Dub. I will see you on the go-round. Thanks for everyone in the chat. Everybody checking us out on um, – Twitter, everyone checking us out on Facebook, and everyone checking us out on Periscope. We will see you when we see you. Peace and love. how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.